Welcome to Truth in the Trenches. I'm your host, Rebecca, from Hip Homeschooling, and this podcast is all about education, parenting, and the chaos that often comes along with a homeschooling lifestyle. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome to a brand new episode. Oh my goodness, it has been eons since I've done a podcast, partly because we moved and partly because my cord has been lost in some random box in my basement and I have been too afraid to go looking for it because if I open up the boxes, then I'll be forced to deal with them. But alas, my husband got a little sick of the mountain downstairs and he was helping me and I say that, um, graciously because it didn't feel like help. It felt like a mountain that was being exploded in my basement while I have so much going on in my life right now, just on my main floor. I can't really tackle my upstairs. I can't really tackle my basement. I have so many things on the go and so I was a little less appreciative than maybe I should be because he found me some stuff. So I found like one boot, couldn't find the other one, but that's okay. Anyways, as I put together my microphone again, I was super excited so that I could chat with you guys again. It's seriously been like, I don't know. I don't even remember when I did my last episode. It was before we moved though, so almost a year, which is crazy because I really enjoy doing this. Um, But as I've been really pondering what to do with a podcast, I've been a little overwhelmed with the thought of it. And, And part of the reason for that is that I've looked at some other podcasts recently and they kind of put me to shame because they do amazing. They do all this amazing marketing for it. They get guest speakers on it and they put together podcasts like notes on their blogs that you can download and like read along with or get all these resources. And I kind of think that that's great and that's what I would love to do. But the reality is I don't have time to do it. So I'm left with the decision of do I do a few things really well or do I kind of throw myself all over the place? And my general philosophy is that I want to do things well. I want to strive towards excellence. I would rather focus on a few social media channels and focus on my blog and you know, focus on my writing and that's kind of what I do and that's what I'm known for and I just do not have enough time in my day to do everything. But I get a little bored, all right? I get a little bored with the regular, every single day, repeating the exact same tasks, and I enjoy podcasting, actually, a lot. So I have basically decided that I am not going to be one of those podcasters, at least not right now in this season of my life. So if you are looking for that, you know, bringing on experts, I would love to do that one day, but this is just not the season of my life to do that. So what this podcast is going to be all about truth in the trenches. It's just going to be rants. You can kind of think of it like a vlog. You know how you go and you watch people's, I actually haven't really, I'm not, I usually go and watch videos for helpful content, which is what I assume people look for podcasts for. You're looking for helpful content and this might be helpful sometimes. I'm going to try to make it helpful. Today's episode, by the way, is going to be all about prepping for your week for homeschooling and it's going to be about homeschool planning and just how I do that. So I'm hoping that it's going to be helpful content. 
Um, but it's also probably going to be a lot of my ranting and just talking with you guys. So my goal is while I might not be able to be this like super helpful expert for you, I might possibly be able to be something you can turn on while you're doing dishes or have a few free minutes and you might enjoy listening to it. I hope you do. Otherwise, please don't listen to me at all because I would really hate to have someone listening to me that can't stand the sound of my voice or what I'm talking about. Um, but hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully it brings you some humor. It helps you feel a little better about your own life because perhaps it's less chaotic than mine. I hope it is. I really truly do because I don't know how anyone's life could be more chaotic than mine. Um, and just be able to have basically a chat with me and that's what I'm hoping to make it. So if that's okay with you, then that's okay with me. And that means that I can dive back into this because it doesn't have to be something huge and overwhelming. It's just gonna be something I put together. I will hopefully have them up on my blog. Um, I might not even do much of a write-up. And they're also available, you guys, on YouTube. So if, or not YouTube, I'm sorry, on iTunes as well as Stitcher. So whether you have an Android phone or whether you have um, an Apple phone and you wanna listen to this on one of those mediums, you can do that. And you guys, another thing that would be super helpful is if you would review my podcast on one of those, uh, especially, especially, especially iTunes. And the reason being is that iTunes doesn't show anything unless it has some ranking. So without any reviews, nobody's going to find my podcast. So, you know, I really like to talk, but I wouldn't really want to waste my time to do this for no one. So I would like to be able to make it useful and helpful. So if you can take a few minutes, even just to do stars, if you don't have time to write, that would be really helpful. Okay, I've got tea. And I don't even know if I'm going to edit out like my little swallows and I'm going to try not to eat. I really felt like having chocolate. I'm just going to say it. I really was like, oh, I could eat chocolate and just chat. But then you would hear every chew of my mouth because I had a really great microphone. So I might take the occasional drink and I'm not even sure I'm going to edit that. There just might be some pauses and you'll hear a little gulp and it maybe will make you want to go and make some tea, which you should, by the way. And I'm going to do that right now. All right, here we go. Oh, see, now you can hear me putting down my cup. Okay, so here is reality. Are you ready for it? Planning my homeschool week. It is Sunday night. It's 9.05 p.m. My husband is on night shift. Yes, my husband is an RCMP officer. That is Canadian police. For those of you who are in the U.S. and don't know what that is, it's the federal police here in Canada. And so he works shift work. So he is on a night shift, which means my house is quiet, not clean, but quiet. And my kids went to bed at a decent time because I discovered, like, the magic... Oh, Got to turn down my volume. Forgot to do that too. See, I don't. I seriously don't even think I'm gonna edit this. I'm just going to um, turn everything off so it's nice and quiet, and keep going because this is real life for me, actually. So, if we're gonna keep it real and authentic, and if it's gonna be sustainable for me because it's not a lot of extra work, then. There's not going to be much edits. It's just a chat. Okay, so um, I've discovered the secret for getting my kids to go to bed, and it's a beautiful thing, and we'll talk about that maybe another time. But for tonight, my house is quiet, and it's Sunday, and this is usually the day that I do my lesson planning. And I want to talk a, look, a little bit about that because I know that um, for some of you, I talk a lot about scheduling versus routine. And I'm not a huge believer in schedules. 
And yet here I am about to do lesson planning. And so I know that dichotomy is like totally throwing you for a loop. So let's just talk about it. First and foremost, I do that a lot. <laughs> say one thing and do another and vice versa or say something and then the next day try it and be like, oh, I don't know, I'll try this for a little bit. I'm all over the place, you guys. Um, I'm not somebody who sticks to something. My, my resolve is very low, appallingly so. Anyways, so I really like to jump around like an energizer bunny because that's just who I am. And so I do find that scheduling or making at least a rough plan for the week is hugely helpful for me. In fact, I find that the weeks that I don't do that, if I have no goal to kind of work towards, we just do next to nothing. So for me, all I do, and I cannot do it more than a week in advance, you guys, because if I do it like two weeks in advance, three weeks in advance, guaranteed we don't finish everything that I plan for a week. And so what happens then the next week is I would just reschedule those same things that we missed into the next week. And so I can have some flex in my life, but at least gives me a goal to work towards. It also helps me see and visualize how much stuff I personally think that we can do. And then at the end of the week, how much stuff we accomplished. And that helps me be more realistic in my goals. Because I think a lot of times we are unrealistic, but we don't even realize how unrealistic we are. So what I actually do for my kids is I have a notebook for each of them. And I sit down in my notebook and they actually each have a binder as well. So I bought them each a Staples Better Binder, which by the way are the best ones ever. They're so good. Um, they're like a one inch binder or actually they might even be half an inch ones I bought for them. And inside this binder, they have a sticker sheet. They have, I put in there a, a notebook that I write on, just note sheet paper actually that I write on. And then they have like a journaling notebook in there as well. So that's what's inside their binder. So what they do is they open it up and they'll see their tasks for all the different days that are personal to them not my group subjects, that's their personal school that they're going to be accomplishing aside from our group subjects. And then they put stickers on as they accomplish different things throughout their days. So they can kind of open that up, see where they're at. For my younger kids, it's more for me so that I'm not bouncing all over the place. I can see exactly what they're supposed to do. And for my older kids, it means that they can independently work. They know that they can open that up and see what they need to do and do it. And especially if you have older kids. With younger kids, you can get away with not planning, absolutely. You can always get away with not planning, but you can get away with it a lot more with younger children. With your older students, if you have multiple kids and you don't have that one-on-one -on -one to like just, just do nothing but figure out what they're doing and get them started, then if you can have their stuff planned out and they know they can do some independent work, then they don't have to wait for you and ask you. And that's the one less thing you have to do. So while, you know, for me, I do one-on-one -on -one with my children, and so while I'm sitting down to do one-on-one -on -one with, for example, my five-year-old or my seven-year-old, then I can tell my other kids, okay, open up your binders and I want you to do your independent work. And they can go and do their independent work. They know exactly what they need to do. They don't need to ask me. And their independent work is anything that they can do without asking me. As soon as they get stuck, as soon as they feel overwhelmed, they know they're going to save that and they're going to do that in their one-on-one -on -one time with me. And yes, I have transitioned at least this fall. What I'm trying is one-on-one -on -one with all of my children. With five kids, it's insanity. However, 
it is what is most effective. It is the way that I can make sure that I know where each child is at, where I can offer them the best, where I can have that one-on-one -on -one time with them to see exactly what they're struggling with. And I can also just build that connection time with them because it's special. We all value that one-on-one -on -one time. So while it drives me a little crazy on one sense, it has been something we're actually really enjoying and I find that it is, it, it's helping us be a lot more successful. So that's kind of how I do my scheduling. So now it being Sunday night, I would sit down, I would open up all their books and I would sit down and I actually have two. So what I do is I also have a homeschool planner and you guys, this is super exciting. I have released this homeschool planner on my blog. A lot of you, a lot of you have seen, well, I hope you've seen my planner circle pages. So what I tried doing last year was designing custom pages for you guys with your kids' names and then it was good for the month and you would purchase and you were on kind of a monthly thing and every month some money would come out and I would design you new planner pages and send them out to you. The problem is, is that's very time intensive and I'm doing that for, God, you know, it was getting to be like 30 people and it was just too much, but people were really enjoying the different pages that I had made. And so I was doing these weekly pages, your monthly calendar, as well as adding in um, monthly pages. Uh, collection pages. So collection pages, that's kind of a bullet journal term, but basically they're just other pages. So maybe a field trip planner, or maybe I even did some like Christmas planners, whatever, things that you might want to add into your planner. And so people could choose two of those. So I found that meanwhile, I was creating kind of, I was basing it off of my own kind of hand-drawn planning stuff and it was getting to be really popular. So I was like, I'm going to make a planner. And I have been telling people it's going to be coming very soon. Sometimes even like within the next few weeks, I think I've been saying that for like eight months because of course we moved and my life is in shambles and I feel like I can't breathe most days. So needless to say, I finally pumped it out and it's not... I'm going to be honest with you, it's not like the bright, colorful ones that you can see out there. What sets it apart is that it is cheap. I set it at $9.95, um, but also I think that it's completely original. There's nothing, absolutely nothing else out there like that. It's got some of my own hand-drawn ideas that we have put into a digital planner for you guys. So, for example, there's a books to read spread that is all laid out like books on, on a library shelf and you can write the different books that you want to read. Uh, you can photocopy anything in there within your personal use and I made it undated. So unlike most planners that you can go out there and have to purchase year after year after year, this one is undated so that you can reuse it with your own family over and over and over again. There's two pages for every single week so there's tons of room to plan for all of your children. There's a homeschool quote on every single week and I hand chose all these quotes. There's a lot of quotes from Julie Bogart. I've got ones from Albert Einstein. I've got just my favorite, most encouraging homeschool quotes that I could find to just inspire you to really have an amazing year that I've put in every single weekly spread that you're going to have in there. And it's enough for the entire year. So you can arrange it how you want. You can even go and get it bound at Staples if you want or just print it and put it in a binder. But I'm really excited about it. So what I do with that is I sit down and I plan in there kind of my bigger picture stuff. 
I don't plan every little thing that every single child's going to do because I do that in their own notebooks so that they have it and can open them up and see it and do it. So instead, I use that for my bigger picture planning. So I plan my read-alouds, I plan my field trips, I plan activities that we're going to be doing. I also plan everything that we're doing in our morning basket. And I'm going to be talking more about our morning basket uh, a little bit later as well in another episode. But um, basically, I plan out all the different books we're going to read that week on a Sunday. I would sit down and pull everything out and say, okay, I know I try to keep our morning basket time from about 30 to 45 minutes. So I only read like a page out of this one and two pages out of this one and a chapter out of that one. And I kind of plan it all out so that I can open it up and see exactly how much I'm going to do and then just go for it. So I'm not having to go back and forth and figure out because I'm pulling from my actual curriculum into my morning basket. Anything that we do as a group subject, I do in my morning basket so that it's done. Because I don't know about you, but I find, I mean, everybody wants to start with math, language arts, all those things. And what happens is my group subjects like socials and science and geography and, and music history and art history and all those things, they, honestly, they end up not happening ever because by afternoon, we're done. We're done. We're sometimes still even working on our other stuff. Kids want to go out and play. I've got work to do. And I just find that those things end up constantly getting pushed to the back burner. So with a morning basket, what I've done is I've taken all our read-alouds for science, all our read-alouds for socials. I've added art history. I've added music history. I've added geography. I've added our socials. And we just sit down and we read. And it takes, I've added a Bible as well. We read for about 30 to 45 minutes and we just snuggle on the couch and then I send the kids to jump on the trampoline for 15 minutes and then I start with my one-on-one -on -one time and that usually begins with my youngest and then I work my way up. So my youngest needs about a half an hour, the next one needs about an hour, the next one needs about an hour, and my eldest son needs at least an hour, if not an hour and a half. So my mornings are very full. It usually does kind of bleed into early afternoon, but I am aiming to be done by lunchtime because I got to work on this stuff in the afternoon. Anyways, hopefully that gives you an idea of how I do my planning, how I set up my weeks. I want to talk to you more. I have so many other things I want to talk to you about, but I'm trying to keep these relatively short so that it's not like really overwhelming. So coming up, and I don't even want to promise you a schedule. Um, I definitely will be doing these once a week as much as I can, but I would actually even like to do it more often than that because this is not a huge deal for me, especially if I don't have to sit here and do all the editing for it. So if I'm not doing all the editing, then what I could probably do is do it at least twice a week um, and sit down and talk to you. So some of the things that just off the top of my head I should be writing down um, because I will forget. I have a terrible memory. You know what? I'll just watch this episode again. So there you go. Here's some of the things that I would like to talk to you guys about in future episodes coming up. I want to talk to you about getting into some good habits and routines. I read a post recently. I posted it for you guys on Post Planner, which is what I use for scheduling, by the way. So on Facebook is what I'm trying to say. Um, and it is done by, oh my goodness, cannot remember her name right now. So bad. Uh, she's the morning basket lady, guys. Someone's going to comment on this and tell me who it is. And I'm going to remember afterwards and probably write it in the post. But anyways, uh, Pam Barnhill. I think I'm right. Anyways, I was at one of her posts and it was about um, to herself, a letter to herself, basically a kick in the butt. This is why your homeschool day sucks. And this is why things that you need to do to make it better. But there wasn't a lot of exactly what you can do. And so I heard a lot of people saying like, okay, 
in some ways this is good because there's truth to this, but there's not really what, where do I go from this? Yeah. My mornings are a mess. That's exactly right. I get up, I'm frustrated with the kids. Everything's disorganized. I've got last night's dinner on the plates. What are these habits that I can get into a regular routine without having to get up at five in the morning? What is something that I can do that is feasible to help me get into more of a rhythm and routine so that I am enjoying my homeschool a whole lot more. So I want to give you some of those tips. I want to give you some tips on some regular like bedtime things that will take you like five minutes, you guys, as well as some regular morning things that are just super simple, some morning and bedtime routines that you can add to your day that are going to absolutely revolutionize your homeschool. And we're going to talk about homeschool spaces, different sizes of homeschool spaces, homeschool organization, all that kind of stuff. I want to talk to you about my morning basket, what that looks like, what I have in my morning basket, how a morning basket works, and why we use it. I've already touched on that today, but I want to go into a lot more depth because I've had a lot of people ask me about it. I definitely want to be talking a lot more about Charlotte Mason. We're going to be doing Charlotte Mason approach to geography. I wanted to be talking to you guys about nature studies. We have a ton of different nature studies we're doing, and I'm really trying to take that approach in our science this year. So stay tuned for some of those different topics that I want to address with you guys. I want to talk to you about all those different things and a lot more. And you guys, it would be super helpful if you've got questions, if you've got something that you're struggling with, it's harder to write a blog post than it is to do one of these, especially if I'm not having to do a lot of editing and making them super professional for you guys. If it's just a chat, then I can do that. So what I want you to do, if you are able, if you have two seconds, then just comment, comment on this post. If you're not on my blog, if you're listening to this, on iTunes, then head on over to my blog, hiphomeschoolingblog.com, and go to the comments or contact me section and get me an email somehow or comment or something that tells me what you would like to see on this podcast, what you want to hear me talk about, whether it's routine, whether it's homeschooling multiple ages, whether it is what it looks like inside a marriage with shift work or RCMP life, or whether it is about um, getting out there with your kids or co-ops or how involved you get or all those extracurricular activities that totally kill us, but we want to get our kids involved in whatever. I want to talk to you about it all. So send me a message. Let me know what you would like to hear. And I'm really hoping you guys to be able to offer this a whole lot more often. So there you go. I'm over my 20 minute allotment, which is what I'm trying to keep them. But I hope that that was helpful. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. Well, there you have it. Rants from my chaos to yours. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget that you can find me on my blog at hiphomeschoolingblog.com. I'm also on Instagram as hiphomeschooling. I'm on Pinterest as hhomeschooling. And I am on Facebook, which is where I am the most active. And you can find me there at hiphomeschoolingblog. So make sure to come and find me, reach out, send me a message, send me an email and check out my blog for more homeschool encouragement and resources and information to help you on your journey.